0: Welcome to Created to Be, a podcast brought to you by A Little Light. A Little Light is a community for Canadian Christian women who want to use their passions, the creativity, and influence in a way that glorifies God. In the Created to Be podcast, you will hear from women in the community sharing their stories of their creative projects and how they are learning who God created them to be in all they do, online and offline. Now here's your host, Shauna Scaife. Hey there, I'm Shauna, welcome to episode number eight. This episode might be the last one of the Created To Be podcast. Today, I wanted to share an interview I had with Leslie Stavansky, but those files have been lost on an old computer I have. I'm trying to recover them. If I cannot, then this interview with Sarah Scott will be the last episode of the Created To Be podcast. I am wondering if this is season one, and if you would like to have a season two, you're gonna have to let me know because if you don't let me know, I'm not going to make one. <laughs> so try and find me on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, Sean Escape, and drop me a line and let me know if you would like more in the coming months. So today I'm talking with Sarah Scott of Sarah on Purpose. And Sarah is Writes about intentional living, intentional kindness, and intentional parenting. Those are all three major categories on her website. She is a homeschooling mama four, and in this episode, we talk about the homeschooling life the RVing life with kids, because she is a wild woman, and we talk a lot about how blogging has changed her and grown her, and what she's learned along the way. So I hope that you enjoy this episode, I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. It's been a pleasure to interview these women, and a pleasure to share it with all of you ladies. Hi Sarah Scott! Hi Hi, Shauna! (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thanks! I'm so glad you're here, because when we started A Little Light, and even before that you were Just one of those core women who were supporters of this network from the beginning. Oh, yeah. I have been
1: around a long time, haven't I? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) So so I'm just realizing that I usually start these podcast interviews with a story about how I met the person I'm interviewing. I I don't know. I guess I really like to hear that from other people. So our story is we met through a mutual reader, Marie. Yes, we did shout out to Marie. Her and her husband run a site about frugal living called Three Life Experiments. Yeah, that's what it is. Anyways, Marie emailed me one day and she said, I noticed you're talking a bit more about minimalism and intentional living. And I know this girl named Sarah Scott. I think you guys would really connect. And um, so I just looked you up and started writing you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's
0: perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so yeah that was when we were just talking today that was when we had our old sites mine was called Dovetail Blog, and yours was goat milks lattes oh
1: yeah it was yes
0: and we collaborated on a simple living series and it just led us to rebranding our sites and focus more on intentional living and yeah minimalism
1: yes yes which has come in super handy because we are actually in the midst of moving
0: yeah so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> minimalism is definitely going to come into play when you're packing up a house and yeah. getting rid of everything yeah totally, totally. Yeah. okay so now i know sarah but for those people who are listening who don't know you can you just give a bit about yourself and um your story about how you got into blogging
1: uh sure so my name is sarah i run a blog called sarah on purpose sarahonpurpose.com um and i have four kids that i homeschool And I am all about uh, doing out-of-the-box things to create, I don't know, kind of a out-of-the-box life, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I... I really admire your out of the box approach because I see you in your blogging and you're trying new things and you put yourself out there. Like I personally I get so bogged down with doubts and I just love how you make stuff happen.
1: I I honestly when I make stuff happen, I then curl up in my bed and go, "Oh my gosh, I I should not have done that but usually those blog posts or those things that I put out people respond to yeah
0: (laughs) it works (laughs) and and you see it through like I'm thinking about um the courses that you've offered and the coaching services that you've offered and so when I see like I think of my own mental limitations I put on myself with doing anything that extends beyond blogging um I look at you and I think man she must have learn so much from putting yourself out there. Would you say that there's anything that um, has grown you or changed you about making and offering services like that with your work?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is you have to get over fraud syndrome, right? Like you have to get over thinking, who the heck are you to offer this? Or who the heck are you to give anyone advice or help people out? Like you just have to decide that, yeah, you know what, I have valuable things to offer, and if I can help one person, then it's worth it.
0: Yeah, I think fraud syndrome really holds us back from doing, progressing most any of our projects that we have online, or just being a voice in our community. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I love that you kind of can just open up like that and talk about fraud syndrome because I know that (laughs) (laughs) I know when you're doing when you're blogging a lot of your blog has a big heart component to it you you can be really vulnerable and really reflective when you are writing online um and I see what you share is I told you it's almost a process of unraveling and re-spooling your heart in life can you tell me where this comes from to write with this kind of openness um I
1: think that I just really want you know if you like me I want you to like me for who I am and not this fake internet person (laughs) like I want to yeah I just want to build honest authentic community and not have people think that I have it all together and I always know what I'm doing you know like because nobody wants to be friends with that person
0: how do you think you do that in a practical way I see you do that and I definitely admire that how do you um like what are things you tell yourself maybe when you're on Instagram or writing like what how do you make sure you do that
1: oh um well right now I'm learning about common humanity which is like you're you're pretty much not alone in any experience you have someone else out there has had you know either a really similar experience or the same experience so you're you're just never alone in what you're experiencing and so when people put it out there that hey this is what I'm experiencing or this is what's going on it just helps other people to see that like like I'm not I'm not the only one who's ever made this mistake or who's feeling this way or like it's it's a big game changer in how people can develop self-compassion and just realize that you know you are not the only person this has ever happened to. Yeah,
0: I think that's one of the biggest things blogging's taught me too is that you really aren't alone. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, someone else has. Um, do you have any kind of guidelines you follow and how much you share? Maybe I'm just asking from mom to mom, like when it comes to your kids, is there something that you keep in mind about how open you are?
1: Um, I do. I. I used to share a lot more probably when my kids were littler and I had more like just a family blog kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, you know, now I try to keep details more private and, and that sort of thing. And if it's something I really am like, Oh, I really want to share this or even uh, with my husband, like he's like, can you just ask me before you post stuff? About <laughs> me? And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll ask. So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just courteous to ask the husbands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So you've always kind of blogged about family that's always a theme and something I really admire about you is you're kind of this blend of homebody and wanderlust. You have like a really cozy home environment but then you also have these adventures that you go on and it might be a big one or it might be a little one but you always seem to kind of get adventure into your life and it seems like you've kind of set up a lifestyle that allows your family to do this. Can you tell me a bit about your approach to family life in terms of this? Sure. Uh,
1: So I guess the two biggest things that contribute to us having adventure is one, we homeschool. So we get to go out and do stuff when other kids are at school. Um, And the other one is my husband's work schedule. He he has a week off at a time. He works a week and then has a week off. So Mm -hmm. we have a fairly decent chunk of time to be able to travel in or do stuff, you know, day trips and that sort of thing so yes. Yeah.
0: yeah I love that we're a week on a week off here too but I feel like our week on when he's at work is just me you know surviving and then when he's off it's like two weeks of life crammed into one and it gets so crazy <laughs> <laughs>
1: that yeah I totally get that one especially when um like especially just after having four kids now the week at work is like, okay, we are having spaghetti three nights around a row because that is, I get on the table and pour it out of a jar, right? Like, yeah. it's just survival, totally. Survival mode, yeah.
0: So let's talk about homeschool for a bit. You've got four kids that you're homeschooling. I guess August is one. Are you homeschooling yeah. them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not that crazy.
1: So tell me your kids' ages. Um, Hudson is eleven. Meadow is nine, Delaney is six, and Gus, or August, is one.
0: Okay, so what made you guys decide to homeschool? Um, In the beginning,
1: it was actually that my husband's work schedule was so, like, sporadic that we never knew when he had a day off, and we just, (laughs) when he has a day off, we want to be able to, you know, take advantage of that, and so, yeah, we just decided that well, the best way to do that is to homeschool. Um, And now it's, wow, he has big stretches of time off, so it gives us the opportunity to do fun things with those big stretches. So it's, yeah, it's mostly been about his schedule and just being able to hang out and have that um, kind of family culture
0: develop. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have them in public school? No,
1: I have not ever sent my kids to school (laughs)
0: So you've been homeschooling for like six years. Uh, yeah seven years. Seven yeah. years. I wonder if you can add it consecutively for every year for every kid. though. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> so what does <laughs> it look- <laughs> <laughs> So what does it look like for you like on the day to day?
1: so after breakfast and morning chores, my kids each have a bin uh, that they pull out to either the kitchen table or the kitchen island and um, we start with sketchbooks and everyone draws whatever they want in their sketchbook in the morning and then they just move on to workbooks or various projects they might be working on and I'm kind of just in the middle of it all managing and, and helping out. and yeah.
0: So what's the workload like for a mom? because you you homeschool in BC do they provide you with any curriculum?
1: Um, There are outcomes that I have to meet because I am with a distance learning school Uh, but I do get to choose how I meet those outcomes so I get to choose what math curriculum I use or um, yeah how we present the learning really so and our, our distance learning teacher is pretty amazing at pulling outcomes out of a hat
0: somehow <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> she's like oh <laughs> that's great we'll just put this down for math.
0: <laughs> do you think that like any mom could just pick it up or what would the preparation be for something like that
1: um yeah, I don't know because I started in kindergarten and mm-hmm. kindergarten is pretty easy. So it's just kind of built up in layers. I've never been just thrown into something scary like grade five. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that but, would you know, be. I,
1: mean? I do think that moms know their kids and and yeah, if a mom wants to, they could totally do it. There's lots of support, at least in my area and online and stuff that it could happen if they wanted to. Sure. Sure.
0: So you've homeschooled all this time. There's good parts, obviously, because you keep doing it. What are the hard parts about it?
1: Um, the hard parts, I mean, right now it's managing a one-year-old <laughs> <laughs> in, in with everybody else. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's, there's just, there's meltdowns because people get frustrated and you know and also my kids are with me almost Mm. all the time so there's not (laughs) a lot of like yeah we've we've learned I'm like okay mom is gonna go meditate for 10 minutes and anyone who interrupts (laughs) me I'm gonna eat their Halloween candy (laughs)
0: yeah don't you love Halloween you have like a month's worth of bribery (laughs) in your kitchen now So because it's something you keep doing, what would you say are the best parts of homeschooling?
1: Um, the best parts are totally like, I love the projects. <laughs> like we, yeah, I love projects. Um, and in, especially in the early years, like the the big breakthroughs, like, you know, when the kid gets the, the long vowel sounding
0: word or oh, something yeah.
1: like that like yeah and we you know have a little dance party and it's great
0: so So do you homeschool through the summer um we definitely
1: take advantage of learning opportunities during the summer but it so does not look the same (laughs) 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 it's more like like we went to drumheller in june and so you know we don't yeah, we don't sit down with workbooks necessarily, but we went to Drumheller, so it's a big field mm-hmm. trip kind of deal. Or um, we went on actually two other big trips this summer, and uh, and then when we got home, my kids compared the various ecosystems we were in. On oh, yeah. And so we kind of do, you know, we, we definitely summer activities to our advantage but you know math might be thrown out the window or
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that was you guys went on two separate rv trips this summer we did yeah oh, okay so where did you guys go
1: um, the first time we the first trip we went on a loop in the west kootenays and the second one we mm. toured around vancouver island and the sunshine coast for three weeks
0: oh man it was I, good. I know. Isn't BC just the best province?
1: <laughs> it, it is. I know. Especially, like, we spent time in Alberta, and that was really great, too. Like, the Badlands are amazing, but I totally appreciate the ocean after our three weeks of the, like on the island this year. It was so great.
0: Oh, man. But you did have six people in an RV.
1: <laughs> and a dog. Six people and a dog um, in an RV. Yep.
0: <laughs> what was that like?
1: uh most of the time it was really great um I mean my friends can attest to you know I would post on Instagram and then text them like I don't want to look at any more people (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go go away yeah but yeah it was it was really good
0: (laughs) how does how do you guys have your own private space when you're in an RV oh
1: well there are two private spaces in our motorhome. There's like a back bedroom with a folding door that kind of closes, or there's the bathroom, and you don't really want to spend much time in there because <laughs> the bathrooms are kind of sketchy places. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you guys are taking turns all hiding out in the back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you had fun. So what w- what were kind of the highlights of that for you? Um, for sure,
1: <laughs> like little markets and and that sort of thing were absolutely fantastic. Uh. And then, yeah, there was just museums that we went to, and um, Shamanis, actually, was mm-hmm. one of my favorite places. I walked around with my bigger kids, and we looked at all the murals, and there's a labyrinth there that we... Well, my kids played tag on it, but I tried <laughs> to be active and, you know, spiritual and that sort of thing, and yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, and just, there's a, there's a different feel when you're, like, away, and we actually just had no plan we just packed up in two hours and left for three weeks so, what <laughs> yeah yeah well it felt like was so smoky here this summer that it was like let we have this time let's just pack up and go where it's not smoky so we did that
0: that is yeah. wild <laughs> yeah
1: I know right yeah um and then we did crazy things like camped by a dump in Tofino because you couldn't get a camp spot <laughs> and like, it was a little bit, yeah, it was a little bit rugged at times, but it was good. Oh, yeah. It was really, really good. And yeah. And yeah, Long Beach and, and the west coast of the island is absolutely amazing. Like, that is beautiful, beautiful place.
0: Yeah, I've only been there when I was a kid, but I really would love to take my kids there. I don't know if we would all go in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> Long term plans. <laughs> <laughs> so when you kind of look back like the day that you just said, "Oh, we're going to go in 2 days. We're going to just go on this huge trip." When you look back, is there anything that you've learned like what you want to bring next time or how you want to prepare next time, kind of like what worked, what didn't?
1: Um No, it was actually just it fed my need for adventure. I mean, quite honestly, like a lot of times I was like, "We don't even know where we're sleeping tonight." <laughs> but it it always worked out so yeah I just by the first week was like I was a stress case but by week two it was like okay it'll work out we will find a place to sleep everyone will be fine we'll figure out where we're going tomorrow you know it was that that was good so
0: that must have been such a bonding time for you guys
1: yeah yeah it was really really good
0: I think that's really great. I know a lot of moms are probably not really excited about things like RV trips with their kids. (laughs) So what advice would you give to a mom who is leery about family travel and how she can kind of ease into it?
1: Um, I would start honestly with like day trips to, you know, travel an hour away from home and Mm -hmm. or or in the I think it was in the spring I did. Like, I challenged myself to go hiking in a different place every day for seven days, and we just did that around Kamloops and,
0: like, apartments
1: and stuff. So, yeah, you can totally start small, and it's a big enough adventure for every day and and getting your kids out and
0: stuff. Yeah, and like you say, it it fills that need for adventure in you, and probably in your kids. They just don't know how to verbalize it. Oh, yeah, yeah so you kind of spend this super intense time together. Do you find family travel refreshing or do you feel like you need a vacation when you get home?
1: After our first trip in the Kootenays, we actually were heading back like through Salmon Arm and we were like, oh, let's just spend one more night because we have just had so much fun. So we just, stopped in Chase and, like, spent oh. the night in Chase <laughs> just because we were having so much fun. Um, And and then we got home, and I was like, where are we going next? Let's plan the next trip and, and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, but after three weeks in Victoria, because the News was only a week or 10 days or something, but after three weeks, I was very ready to be home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was a good – probably both, you know. It was – we're gone, and we have literally – no responsibilities other than feeding everyone and occasionally laundry (laughs) and and like yeah and you know we didn't have any obligations really so that was amazing to just pretty much spend the whole summer that way um but you know there's trade-offs to everything the the no no space
0: (laughs) for yourself (laughs) ah, so yeah Oh, that does you make it sound really like I could probably do that. It it might <laughs> it might be okay.
1: Yeah. I was actually before we got the motor home, I was very much like, We don't camp. We are never camping. We live in the woods, so we don't have to camp. <laughs> like, like I do not want to be stuck in a tin can with all of you people. Mm-hmm. But it it was really, really good. Really good.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like the motorhome is trailer, that kind of system. Man, that's the way you got to go. We did a wall tent this past summer, and it it was just like, it was chaos. When we were oh, driving gosh. home, I couldn't even talk. I was just like, no, nope, I'm just going to write a list about everything we need to do next time differently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> One of them was buy a trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: yeah, a big benefit of having the motorhome was that oh, our motorhome is like, 30 years old so it's pretty loud (laughs) and and the kids kind of sit back further in it so Craig and I just had all kinds of time to like make plans and talk about things in the front without them being able to hear us so that was
0: that is a pro tip right there
1: (laughs) yes yeah yeah and also they can't really see when you're eating donuts and drinking coffee in the press
0: either (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah (laughs) <laughs> so I know that self care is a big focus um, for what your kind of messages, what you're exploring these days. Do you find blogging to be a form of self care for you? Um, I
1: think blogging is more my outlet to be, to kind of like put my idea out there and be like, is anyone else doing this too? Does mm. anyone else think this is good? You know? <laughs> My little tester of like, hey, hello.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, but I do. I love writing. I journal um, daily, and and I try to get a blog post out weekly. And so, yeah, I love writing and getting stuff out there. So,
0: so in terms of self care, then what what does it mean to you? How do you define that?
1: Um, I actually took a Brene Brown online course this year. And she uh, she did a, an exercise that was like, what things help you protect your values and protect living in your values? And so those things, um, which for me were journaling, meditation, talking to my husband, remembering to breathe, those sorts of things um, were the things that helped me to you know, protect my values and how I live in them and my integrity. So I guess self-care to me is anything that helps you protect those things and live the way you want to.
0: I have never heard it defined that way. That is really interesting. good,
1: I know. Brene's amazing. (laughs)
0: I'll say. (laughs) I always thought it was kind of um, the basics of taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, but that just like drills it down a level because it's your value then you then you take care of it yeah yeah so that's really interesting so your self-care it's it's reflective time it's writing is it do you think it's the same for your husband the way he has self-care
1: no not at all he does um I mean Craig introduced me to meditation so I know he does that um I think Yeah, maybe that's his only self care. I don't know. (laughs) This is a good topic to have a conversation about with him. Probably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's gonna love me. (laughs) Let's talk. Talk about your feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) So I love how you describe blogging. as it's kind of like putting putting it out there and seeing what people think and if. It's something other people feel. I don't think there's many people who have that approach to blogging, and I think that really makes you unique. Um, can you tell me what pre-blogging Sarah was like to compared to how blogging has changed you or grown you into the blogger you are now? Uh,
1: sure. So I guess pre-blogger Sarah, oh, I was a very, I mean, that would have been in my 20s, oh, but <laughs> Yeah, I think back then I was super black and white and I knew exactly how everyone should live their life and it was just simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, you know what? If you just stop doing X, Y, Z, then pff, your life would be perfect. And I think I've grown a lot into things just aren't always as they seem and things are gray and, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's just life is dynamic and it's not all just if you just make this decision once and believe this way then you'll be fine you know it's it's a series of layers and I think I've I think I've become a deeper person than 25 year old
0: me <laughs> yeah I mean hopefully that's the goal for all of us when we're know, 25
1: maybe 25 year old me will look back on 35 year old me now and be like wow Sarah what were you <laughs> thinking for now
0: (laughs) I don't know the 30s seem to be where they're at
1: (laughs) I think so too I was quite afraid to turn 30 and now I'm like no it's good
0: 30s are good (laughs) it is really good I can really relate to your story and it's a humbling lesson to learn isn't it (laughs) it is not it Yeah. have you ever typed yourself on the Enneagram um no I know my Myers-Briggs oh okay i am an enfp ENFP. i have never done the myers-briggs ah we should make a deal to do each other's tests and get back to each other (laughs) i smell a series coming on (laughs) so through these past i don't know you've been blogging like 10 years you've been blogging a long time it's kind of been your online journal right
1: yeah, for a while it was. And I do have a very old homeschool blog still out there. So, yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> did you love those old, old pieces of I us know, floating around the I, internet?
1: Yeah, but I do look back on them because there's just lots of Hudson as like a kindergartner and Aww. stuff I'm like. Oh, look at me when I had one kid and was super mom. <laughs> <laughs> now I need your mom that's like world's most okay mom. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep, that's how it feels, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so over these years of blogging and family life and kind of this era you're going through of freeing yourself from your own limitations, what would you say that you have learned about how God has created you, Sarah Scott, to be?
1: Uh, you know, I think that just a lot of layers have been removed from me. Um, yeah, like... Like, I don't have to be burdened with curing people of their problems. I just have the, the job, I guess, I don't know, mm-hmm. of loving people. Mm-hmm. Or, or you, yeah, just, yeah, sort of like seeing where they're at and, and just being okay with that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, it, it's really just not my job to step in. You know, I don't
0: know. I, is... <laughs> I do know what I do know what you mean when yeah. you see your family in pain or your friends who are suffering. You just want to f- fix it for them,
1: right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes and
0: they just need you to sit with them through it.
1: Exactly, and yeah. just hold space, right? Like, mm. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So you'd you'd say God has created you to be a space holder?
1: Sure, that's a good one. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. someone to love other people.
1: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And what have you learned about yourself, um, your creative side?
1: Um I guess one of the big things I've learned is that creativity is vital to my joy. Like there they're you know, if I'm going through a dry spell of not making something or writing something or something like that, I am crabby. <laughs> like, <laughs> There is something about just, yeah, just doing, working that part of my brain maybe that just, I don't know, it's like endorphins or something.
0: <laughs> I think that's spot on. I mean, you look at your kids who are creating all day long. Obviously, it just brings our bodies joy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my six-year-old like is perfectly happy to have a bajillion coloring pages printed for her and just sit and color all day long, right? Yeah. And- so
0: (laughs) so I have a few fun questions for you as we wrap up this interview and this is kind of a nice segue talking about your daughter um, just coloring all day long as a kid what did you want to be when you grew up
1: I weirdly enough wanted to be a bus driver (laughs) (laughs) and I don't even know why because I was actually when I was like little like five or six i thought my bus driver was blind because he had a cane <laughs> and wore big sunglasses and so maybe i wanted to be a bus driver to save all the other kids oh, from the blind guy yes. driving friend, i don't know to do but... something
0: about this <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was so
0: crazy. (laughs) That must have been really scary. (laughs) it was. (laughs) Oh, man. But you still rode the bus, and the blind bus driver got you where you needed to go. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) and he wasn't actually blind. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's hope the school district isn't hiring blind people to drive the
0: bus. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if you're a big goal-setter person. Um, Do you have any goals for yourself this season? Um we have
1: do I have any goals for myself this season? I mean, I'm I'm in the middle of working on self-kindness and self-compassion, um but I don't really have any like hard and fast, you know, smart goals, I guess to with that. Yeah. We are in the middle of moving because we have some pretty big travel plans. Oh. But yeah, so yeah, yeah,
0: we have plans
1: to travel to Central America next year in the fall. So,
0: with your yeah. kids,
1: yes, I know we are a little bit crazy, maybe. But. And
0: are you RVing down there?
1: No, that is not what we are doing. So. <laughs> Lots of people have asked me that. Are you going to take your RV? No. <laughs> so you're
0: going to all fly down there, get your backpacks full of stuff. And what's going to happen when you're there? Oh, we do not have it all worked out yet. <laughs> so <laughs> We will see. I don't know. <laughs> this is going to be, this is going to be life-changing. I am so excited to watch this. <laughs> <Right> on. <laughs> yes. Well, Sarah, tell everybody where they can find you online
1: sure um my blog is sarahonpurpose.com um you can find me on facebook sarah on purpose uh on instagram i think i'm sarah underscore on purpose and twitter i believe i'm sarah underscore on purpose as well okay i'll make sure to put it in the show notes yeah no instagram i am just sarah on purpose so that's perfect yeah yeah
0: well, thank you so much. I had a lot of fun talking to you. Oh, yeah. This is great. And it was refreshing and we should do it more often.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should. We should hang out in real life, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that is so doable. You live so yeah, close.
1: <laughs> I'm moving even closer, a little bit closer anyways.
0: So, oh, yeah. good. good. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much again for coming on tonight.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Shauna. It was good. Thanks.